Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hoosier Talks. I'm Indiana Central, and I'm joined with our special guest, Raekwon Jones. How are you doing today? Great. How y'all doing? Good. Great. Um, we're joined with, um, as usual, IU Sports for Life, um, Hoosier Edits, and Indiana Network. So um, going to be a good one today, uh, and let's get started. Let's do it. All righty. All right, so first up, what was your favorite moment at Indiana? If it was a play or if it was just a game or? <clears throat> my favorite moment, my favorite moment. I would say probably really my favorite moment was when we beat Purdue last year. You know, in the, what was it, double overtime. Got the bucket, got our eighth win of the season, you know, made some history there. And then, you know, us already as a team, we knew we was like, you know, we're going to Florida. We're going to play a bowl game in Florida. You know, so everybody on the team, you know, majority, a lot of us from Florida, we was hyped, making plans, you know, asking everyone for the ticket. So I'd say that Purdue game was probably, you know, one of the most exciting games. You know, there were some others like Michigan State um, 2016 when they came over and we took the platoon back, you know. Um, but that Purdue game was different. You know, it was real emotional, you know, real high stakes, you know, and just a good old rivalry game in November. Yeah, I mean, obviously, biggest yeah, rival yeah. in the Big Ten. Uh, means a lot to win that one. Mm -hmm. Even if one team's really good and one team's really bad, it's still a rivalry. It's still a rivalry. It's still going to mean a lot to the teams playing it. Most definitely. And, you know, as you get further into that rivalry and you play a few games, you know, you, you really start to feel that rivalry between Indiana and Purdue. And by the end of my time at Indiana, Purdue, I, I did not – I have no love for Purdue whatsoever. I absolutely <laughs> want to demolish them every time. That's that. Yeah, so that's always a great – that's always going to be one of my favorite games to play and to win because, oh, man, they talk a lot. They talk a lot. And I remember, like, just watching that, I was so nervous, and I can't imagine what it was like for you guys. Man, yeah, it's like I, I was never nervous. I was more disappointed when I seen that they were starting to come back. I was like, mm -hmm. what, are, what are we doing? We, we – we 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 sitting here, we killing them, we whooping them up. You know, we're we're literally taking everything away from them, all their, all their um, confidence and everything. But then we let them come back. I'm like, all right, no, this is last. I will not go out my senior year losing to these to these you know to these guys. These, mm -hmm. They they're not worthy. To, I don't even. I really like. I just want to kill them every time we play them. I, I don't I even love want that. To, <laughs> but, the attitude they have against Purdue. Okay, exactly. But, you know, I do understand it's a rivalry game. And, then, you know, they got good players, too. It's the Big Ten, like we said. You know, you're going to get a good game or you're going to get a surprise game every week. You know, you don't know what you're going to get. Agreed, agreed. Uh, well, what I, I kind of touched – you kind of touched on this earlier with playing in the Gator Bowl. Um, but, like, how much did that really mean to – I mean, you, but – um, even just the team in general about playing in Jacksonville where a whole bunch of the players are from our near um, they're from around the area like how is that being able to go back down to your home state for the final game of your Indiana career and just kind of uh, ending it with um, ending it with everyone around you oh that was huge you know that was that was huge and again something that we was like extremely excited about just the possibility to go down to Florida you know that's a big deal that's if you're going down to Florida, you're playing in a pretty big bowl game. And, you know, another it was another another step forward, another another step in making history and, you know, bringing confidence to the organization and to our program, which is carried into this next season that, you know, as we can see, you know, you know, we went down to Florida, you know, it did turn out how we wanted to, but, you know, we did show glimpses of, you know, growth and, um, you know, moving forward with the program. We went down there, we played hard. We made mistakes. We definitely made mistakes that we shouldn't have made and, and had self-inflicted wounds that, that costed us the game, you know. But overall, that experience, I think, really instilled um, a standard into all the guys that are there right now and playing this season. Like, okay, we're in Florida. This is our first time in Florida in over 10, 10 plus years, you know. So, you know, so we know that we can do this. We know we can play on a, an elite level and play in elite bowl games and you know, go to an elite destination and play against elite opponents. And um, that, that, that instilled confidence in us to kind of be treated like, you know, like pros, be treated like, 
you know, um, an elite group of five team, I mean, uh, elite top five team, Big Ten team, you know, not always scraping that bottom barrel of the Big Ten, but here we go, we're rising up through the ranks, and now we've secured this spot, and now we've secured this confidence to go forward. So, I mean, it, it was overall just a, it was huge for our program to get that bowl game, win or loss, just because of the confidence and the, and the stature it instills in the players and the, and the coaches too. Yeah, and obviously with the bowl game, you always are going to get your presence. You're going to get to go to some desti tourist destinations. What did uh, you and uh, your teammates get to do when you were down in Jacksonville? Oh, we stayed. We stayed on this um, this nice little uh, facility. It's it, it was it's about thirty minutes, thirty forty five minutes from actual Jacksonville. I can't recall the name right now, but it had you know pools, um, spas, little restaurants, the beach. Um, and all types of little different things for us to do, little shopping centers, you know, little touristy things if you have never been to Florida would be really exciting. So, you know, we got to do that stuff. They took us on events, you know, like Top Golf, um, certain banquet halls, you know, kind of just, you know, touristy things, you know, seeing the city, you know, did some fun things as a team together. And, you know, they gave us freedom to kind of, you know, hang out with each other and bond. You know, I took it as an opportunity for me being a senior to really just bond with a lot of my teammates. You know, it's going to be my last game with y'all. You know, and I love y'all. I want to spend time with y'all. So it was a real good time for everyone on the team just to bond and have fun. You know, we got gifts, like you said, you know, multiple gifts, headphones, speakers, you know, all types of like, you know, gear and backpacks and stuff. So it was a cool experience. You know, it, overall, it was like it was, a, it was really just a positive, great experience. We got to eat some good old Florida seafood. So you can't go wrong with that. Who's the yeah. best golfer on the team? You said who's the best golfer? Yeah. Uh, I know Micah, Micah, Micah got a good swing. Luke Shea, um, Luke Shayadovich, that boy real. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Gary Cooper, Gary Cooper, walk-on receiver. Can re he, he's smooth. He nice. He nice. So, I mean, <laughs> we, we got a few good golfers on the team. Oh, Thomas Allen too. Don't forget. Okay. Him. All right. I'll go to my um, question now. So, when you, back in high school, you're getting recruited, what was that process like? And who are your top schools before choosing IU? And what ultimately made you choose IU? Uh, I mean, the recruitment process for me, it was, it was you know, it was, it was good, I would say. You know, um, I, had, I had, I think I finished with about 12 to 15 offers. Um, my top schools that I was deciding between was Indiana, Cal, um, USF, and um, FAU. I had, I had previously committed to FAU my junior year. Um, so because I had some things going on and my coach thought it was the best if I committed to a school to kind of secure something. And then, you know, later on, I decided to decommit nothing, nothing about the program. You know, I love the coaches and I love the step they were going in and everything. But I wanted to go play, you know, power five ball. So ultimately, it was between Cal and Indiana for me. Um, Cal, Cal was also it was a good choice. And I, I had an um, a official schedule to go out there. But at the end of the day, it was five-hour flight, you know. Could, I could have made it work, but when I went up to Indiana, because I went up to Indiana um, the week before I was supposed to go to Cal, and I just fell in love with everything, you know. My host was Greg Gooch, so I spent a lot of time with Greg Gooch and um, T. Gray, who, who ended up being one of, you know, some of my closest friends. I still communicate with them now. But, um, you know, they kind of, you know, took me in, you know, made me feel like a brother, you know, kind of told me the expectations that they had and what they wanted to do. And I just, I just ultimately, I love the campus. I love the layout. I love the opportunity to, uh, for the education. I just love the opportunity just to be able to come in there and um, already be, you know, brought in as a brother and um, already looked at as a part of the team. So I was excited for the people I was going to be able to play with too. Was um, yeah, for sure. And who, who were your yeah. defensive coordinators over the times that you were there? Um, my first defensive coordinator in my redshirt year was Brian Noor. Um, my second year was – who was I? It was Coach Allen. It was Coach Allen my second year. Coach Allen – so, it was, yeah, I had Brian Noor, Coach Allen, and Coach Kane. So, those were those were my three defensive coordinators. You know, I didn't play in Coach Noor's defense. So, really, it's more like I had Coach Allen and um, Coach Kane, which is ultimately the same defense. So, I had a lot of time to learn that. Defense. Did you not have um, – did you not have Coach Inge? Oh, Coach Inge was the linebacker's coach, yes. Yeah, Coach Edge, he was my linebacker's coach oh, for my yeah. three kids. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, he was a linebacker's coach. So, yeah, I, yeah, I had Coach Edge, and 
we had we have we have a pretty good relationship too. He was a, you know a good guy. When he and he was actually my recruiter. So um, him and Coach Noah Joseph were my recruiter. So I you know I interacted with them a lot. Talked on the phone with them a lot. So our relationship was pretty good. So. Yeah, they're they're a really good family. I knew them when I was in Bloomington. I'm happy they're out in Fresno State. He's a DC out there, so he's oh, yeah. doing good so far out there. Yeah, as expected. So I, I yeah, I got confidence in him and Coach um, DeBoer over there at Fresno State. I think they're gonna do that program a lot of justice. Mm -hmm. Who um brought you uh, well, as your group? Was it like the linebackers, or was it just the whole team? I know you talked about Tigray there, but. You say that, say that at the beginning one more time. Who, like, was some of your closest people that brought you in whenever you first came to IU? Was it, like, T-Gray, or was it just the whole um, team in general? Well, yeah, I mean, T-Gray definitely played a big part. You know, the linebacker room definitely played a big part. But it was also um, people in my class, like uh, Jonathan Crawford, Mike Majette, um, Donovan Hale, Tyler Green, Brandon Wilson, you know. I can name Andre Brown. Like, you know, those guys, we, we also – had cultivated a really uh, good relationship and we were there for each other, you know, so we, you know, we developed a good relationship and kind of, you know, it made me feel like I had a connection to where I didn't want to leave them and they didn't want to leave, you know, we didn't want to leave each other. We were there for each other and had each other's backs, you know, through it all. And, but yeah, the, the lot, as the older players, as such as like Dawson Fletcher, you know, T-Ray Scales, um, uh, Chris Covington, Zeke Walker, um, I'm trying to think, Nate Sudfeld, you know, they, they you know, Darius Lake, you know, those are dudes that, you know, they, they was always, when I came in as an 18-year-old freshman, they was right there, you know, embracing me, you know, picking me up, you know, there for me, you know, Noel Padmore, Rashard Fant, I can go, the list goes on, you know, it was just a whole bunch of great guys first, great guys, were more worried about the friendship and the um, brotherhood of it rather than the performance base, which is, is a very important, but also that kinship and that family-ship is, 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 is extremely important when you're talking about building a team. So they all, you know, took me in and embraced me and, you know, you know, have fun. We have fun together outside and inside of that um, facilities. Yeah, with yeah. that kind of being a family, what does LEO mean to you? And um, just kind of what does that philosophy really um, mean to you? LEO, you know, that for me, that's something that I don't – that's not only for football. That's something that you carry throughout life. Ultimately, LEO, love each other. You know, you treat somebody how you want to be treated. You know, you, that's the golden rule of life. You know, you never go and treat nobody indifferent to you because of what they may look like, what they may believe in, or what they may dress like, you know, et cetera. You know, you love each other for the pure, the pure soul and the pure heart in each other. And you do things not to only benefit yourself, but to benefit the person beside you. And when you, when you realize how much you can benefit the people beside you, you realize how far that you – as a team can go together versus, you know, going alone. You know, you can only go so far by yourself. But with the strength of so many people, a multitude of people behind you and beside you and in front of you, you know, the the the, the depths you can go you can go is, you know, it's unlimited. So love each other is ultimately if you want to go far, you gotta go together. You gotta love each other while doing it. And no such thing as fake love when it comes to um, LEO. You love each other truly for that for who you are. And you embrace that person in uh, negativity or in positivity, whether they're down or they're up. Bad player, or bad player, good play. You always embracing them and letting them know, you know, they can be better, they can do better, and they can go further. Yeah, and um, I'll set. I'll set. with with that, um, how do you think that LEO um, philosophy? I mean, obviously, there's been highs and lows of your career. How do you think? How do you think that was different in the locker room? after the Nebraska game when you clinched your uh, when you clinched your bull berth and how do you think it was different after your um, after the Gator Bowl how is that LEO philosophy kind of um, gonna how does that show difference between those two mm -hmm. well LEO you know it was introduced to us within the organization but for in order for LEO to work it has to be initiated outside of outside of the facilities so it really it really starts, you know, in the classroom with your teammates. It starts in the dorms, in the apartments, in the houses with your teammates, developing a friendship beyond the sport, you know, get to really know each other and, you know, develop that relationship and that connection that brings you closer off the field, that makes you want to fight harder for that person on the field. And 
like like you said, you know, how how has it made it? How has it affected us? You know, starting these relationships outside the field, you know, outside of the facility, we, we, we come into the locker room, we're so familiar with each other, we laughing, we're joking, you know, we're dancing, we're doing all types of, you know, different things, you know, just embracing each other, having fun, laughing and smiling together. And once you take that, and once you take something like that, you know, you're in a locker room, you can listen to any type of music and have fun with your teammates from any type of place. You know, you take that together, you it just makes it so much easier and such a smoother transition when you go to the field. Hey, 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 you know, check, check, this, that, this, that. You know, you trust that person beside you to know that this person has been studying their plays and that they're committed to what to um to where we're going and where we want to go. And they have the same mindset as you and believe in the same things as you far as this program and what you want to do while you at this while you're at this great university. And um so that's kind of how LEO affected us. It started. It was introduced to us in the facility. We took it outside the facility, um, you know, cultivated it, you know, planted it, you know, got it going. It grew. And then ultimately, just naturally, it, it came onto the field. We, as our relationships got better, our relationship on the field got better. And then our relationships with our coaches got better. And, you know, we're able to have this dialogue, create a dialogue where we can ask questions and get, you know, get answers and, you know, understand the answer rather than just getting an answer or being told what to do. We understand things and we talk things out, you know, and that, and that was not just with the players. It was also with the coaches, you know, they, you know, they were more willing to talk things out so that every player could get a better understanding and every player would go to an older player and try to get an even better understanding. So, you know, that was, that's what LEO did. LEO just brought that we're hungry. We want to win and we want to win together and we want to change things and do things together. As we stand right now, but 3-0 team, what excites you most about this team? I mean, what excites me, just the, just the opportunity for how legendary the season can be and continue to be. You know, I was just talking with, um, you know, my parents and some of my other former teammates. You know, every year we make history. Every year we're progressing forward. There's something new. Indiana did this. Indiana did that. And for this year, I just look at that, look at that as this is another chance for us to show everybody in the world what has been cultivating in Indiana, not just this past summer, but for five, maybe two, three years before I even got there. And, you know, these things like this take time. And I'm really just excited for them to see what Coach Allen and what these players have brought to Indiana that was missing in a sense for, for, for a while before some of us have got there. So I'm just excited for all the opportunity, you know, the big, the, so many more big wins to come and just a historic season to come within the Big Ten alone. So I'm just excited for the opportunity for the team. And, I, you know, I love these boys. You know, they're still my teammates. I, I talk to them often and I encourage them often. I still feel like I'm out there with them every time I watch them. So I just, you know, I'm just, I'm just ready to see them take another step and keep doing big things. And obviously with some of your former teammates, such as Marcelino Ball and Raheem Lane being out uh, with injury this year, who are some of the players that you think stepped up and, who are the players that filled your expectation and taking the next leap onto um, into their career? Mm, I think Jamar, Jamar Johnson, he definitely stepped up. I, you know, and I, I've always known Jamar was one of the most talented, you know, players that we, that we had. And that, I was just waiting for him to put it together and I knew that he could. So I'm, you know, I'm really excited that he, he, ste he stepped up. Mike Penix looks good. You know, he looks bigger, he looks healthy, he looks strong. Um, you know, as expected, I've been telling my family, you know, since Mike Penn has got there, you know, this this is the guy. This is this is the this is the dude Indiana's been waiting for. This is this is him. And um so it's good to see him kind of stepping into that role. And it might not always be pretty, but the thing I love about Mike Penix is Mike Penix will find a way to win and find a way to um to encourage his team. He doesn't get frantic, he stays on um, poised. And that's another thing I love about Mike Penix. And um, you know, it's just it's so many players I could I could say. You know, I'm just I'm I'm beyond proud of Micah and uh, Micah McFadden and just the whole linebacker core as a whole. I'm I, you know Micah just had his his involvement as a as a leader. He's just been evolving year after year after year and getting better year after year. And he's going to continue to get better. And by the time he leaves Indiana, he's going to be one of the best linebackers to have come out of Indiana and one of the best linebackers going into the draft. And that goes for Cam Jones and James Miller and, you know, all the players that's coming behind them. You know, there's, I mean, there's so many great players. I mean, you know, I'm proud of Taiwan. Taiwan definitely is one who has stepped up and um, has filled the void with some of that pass rush. You know, 
what's he have about four or five sacks this year? I mean, that's yeah, that's big. huge. That's huge as a corner, and he's also out there covering guy. And you know, the corners, all the corners, Reese, J- Jalen Williams, um, Antoine, they just they look they look great, and I'm proud of um, um, Fitz for also coming in and filling in at that Husky spot. You know, knowing that he played a lot of free safety over these past few years. And, you know, going, coming in and doing a good job and holding it down. And I expect some big plays coming out of him, too, in these next few weeks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously with COVID and all this, um, Indiana hasn't been able to have fans. How different do you think the season would have been if there were able to be some fans at the games? Do you think the Penn State game might have been a bigger a bigger win for Indiana? Like um, – a larger, yeah. larger margin or uh, stuff like that? Um, you know, I'm not even 100% sure. Um, I would say with us not having fans, you know, it kind of it makes us have to feed off our own energy, which is something that Indiana, we've been needing to, to work on regardless the past few years. You know, even if we don't have fan support or the fan support's not how we want it, we need to be able to, to feed off our own energy and win big games because of the effort and the work that we put in and not just because someone's cheering for us. So I, I, it's kind of, I look at it also too, in a positive light, you know, there might not have been fans there, but Indiana just learned how to win without any, any fan support or anything like that. So when we do have fan support, I do expect these margins to get bigger and bigger. And this also, you know, gives the fans a chance to, to watch us from afar and, you know, see us win these big games and then, you know, they can also start to develop that trust in us. And, you know, and we can cultivate a great relationship between the fans and the team, and we can really start to feed off each other. And I think that going forward, you know, once these COVID rules are lifted and stuff like that, going forward, I think it's going to be a real positive scene between the fans and the football team um, in the end. And if in a non-COVID year, the celebration on the field after that Penn State win – would have been nuts. Those goalposts would have been torn down. Oh, yeah. It would have been crazy. Just like Michigan State 2016. It would have been, it would have mm-hmm. been with a party out on the field. Yep, I was on the field after that win. I was on the field <laughs> as well. <laughs> My buddies, I don't know I don't know if you know um, – if you know Coach Johns, uh, Logan and Tyler Johns, his sons were some of my some of my best friends in Indiana. He was the offensive coordinator there. Yeah, I, I went onto the field after that game. And I went to I went to give Mitchell Page a high five, and I wasn't allowed into the locker room. And it was by the Hoosier hundred room, and I gave him a high five, and he uh, dragged me into the locker room. <laughs> so I, I ended up getting to see the ended up getting to see the spittoon. Um, it was a crazy win, and it was I don't know it was a good experience overall for Indiana, and kind of just shows the progression of where we've came from yeah. over the past couple of years. Did you spit in a spittoon? I took a picture of it. I don't remember if I did, but yeah. I I know I have a picture of it. Okay, yeah, no, that's what's up. Yeah, that was that was a great one. Yeah, that was like I said, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun, most definitely. So you were on the team back when we had all the different helmets, and like we would like have a different one like every game. And now we've like we've transitioned away from that. And we don't really do that anymore. But what was your favorite out of all the helmets we used to have? Mm, I would say. I like I, I love the white helmet. I love the white helmet, you know, whatever decal almost. I like the Indiana script decal a lot, but I like the candy stripes for the looks. I ain't gonna they, the comfortability, I wouldn't say it was the best, but for the looks, I was actually just looking at a picture um from twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen when uh, we was wearing the candy stripes with the all red and I was like, dang, that that looked good. So no, I would say probably the candy stripe chrome ones. Mm-hmm. For for the looks for sure, but the they weren't helmets, as comfy. Nah, they weren't. Not to me. Not to me. Really? I like the white helmets. I, a lot of my a lot of my friends like the white helmets too. I like yeah, I like the white helmets a lot. Honestly, I didn't have a problem though with the helmets that we wore last year. I like those too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if the white ones were very sharp. They 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 they, they, they touched yeah. our uniform well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. The white you could wear that home away no matter yep. what. Good. Mm-hmm. So no, I like I like the white helmets a lot. If you had to um, Did you point in- out one specific thing about Tom Allen that you liked most about him, what what would that be? Um, I would say his um conviction, probably you know his strong belief in whatever he's doing. He's had a very strong belief that he's gonna 
he's going to get it done and he's going to get it done the way that he sees it done. So, like, you know, he, he said, hey, we're going to be a winning football program. We're a winning football program. So I think his conviction and his belief in the things that he says is probably one of my favorite things about him. You know, when he says something, I know that he means it deep down, even if sometimes it doesn't come come true exactly how it how it might have came out of his mouth. He he's gonna try to do everything and try his best to um, you know, make sure whatever comes from his mouth becomes reality. So I, I, I respect that about Coach Allen a lot. Do you have any funny uh, funny moments of Coach Allen at practice? I know uh, recently there's something talking about how he jumped onto a loose ball pile and he knocked his tooth out. Uh, do you have any of those stories? I'm, I'm trying to think. We don't have so many practices. They start to blend together. But I remember one time in practice, um, it was a walk. We had a walkthrough. It was back when, um, you know, we had Ben Bach and, um, you know, a few other other guys. So we were doing a walkthrough. And Coach Allen was our defensive coordinator. I don't, I don't think he was the head. He, he might have been the head coach. I'm not, I don't remember for sure. But we're doing a walkthrough, and uh, Ben boxing, he messes up. And then uh, they get him out of him, send him back. Coach Allen got the megaphone. He walking. He says, I should kick you in the groin, Ben Buck. I should kick you in the groin. Like, you know, talking about, like, he should kick him in the balls. But he's, he called it a groin. And, boy, I tell you, me and my boys, we were so weak. We heard that. That was one of the funniest things I ever. I was like, why? Why he ain't just say kick him in the balls? Like, why? Why, why the groin? Like, why the groin? I, I it, that was fun. That just killed me. But yeah, oh. character. Did you see the yeah. cut he has on his face from the tackle? Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I haven't seen it. He um, he tackled Devon Matthews after he got the after he got an interception. Yeah. And he, he hit He's his he hit his uh, face on his, his helmet. And in the media press conference afterwards, he had a huge he had a huge cut on his face while he was answering questions. Sound like Coach Allen? I'm not surprised. He don't care either. So let's let him ride. I'm surprised he should he should do the little um, band aid right there. But <laughs> no, that sounds like Coach Allen. He, he he don't care. I'm telling you, his his conviction and his um excitement is 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 is, is, um, is radical. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So no, it's definitely something to be respected about him. Another good one you can't forget is after Virginia kicking over the trash can. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was another great one. <laughs> pouring rain. Yeah. Just, I love how he go and, you know, greet the fans, our, our student section. You got him over there doing his little 10-inch vertical, slapping hands, you know. I can appreciate that, but I love it. He always, he's always high energy. Always. I don't even know if he drinks coffee or not, but he always high energy, though, so. Yeah, that game was terrible. I, I remember tailgating. We were under this one little tent area just with buffaloes and 40-degree angle rain, and it was just awful. Of course, I stayed for the whole game, but it oh, mm-hmm. I was soaked. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, I feel you. Yeah, that game that game was wild. I don't, I don't, I don't even think I was expecting it to rain like that at all. So, mm-hmm. but hey, we got it done. So I, you know, I was, I was happy. I was happy. Do you I remember like me and my family rain games? You said what? Do you like playing in those ring games or? Uh, I mean, do I like it? I mean, they could be fun. I mean, I'd rather play with this, you know, dry, just, you know, safety reasons. But no, those games could be fun, definitely. You know, you need some every every a good ring game every now and again so it can get, you know, take the gloves off, you know, take the fingers up, and go out there and play some real football. So, no, I, I can appreciate a good ring game, but I definitely like playing in the dry weather for sure. Yeah, during that game, me and my family were all like huddled together with a poncho on. Yeah, now nah, that's what my because my family actually had came to that game too. They were saying they was all huddled up and you know had hand warmers and everything because you know mm-hmm. we're from Florida, yeah. so anything that's below sixty cold. So um, so yeah, they was up there freezing. So <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, it's crazy. Now we talked about Tom Allen's energy. Um, Recently, we saw a video of WAP. Did he cut out? Yeah, it cut out. Yeah. Here, I can just go to one of my questions right now while we. Okay. So, back when Kevin Wilson was the coach, and when he got fired, and the transition from Tom Allen to 
or from Kevin Wilson to Tom Allen, what was that like as a player? And how long did it really take you to like completely buy into Tom Allen as head coach? Um, for me personally, I mean, it didn't take me long to buy in with Coach Allen because, you know, I was already on that defensive side mm-hmm. and I kind of knew his philosophy and how he how he did things. Um, so it for me, it was a smooth transition. Now, I know for the offense, it was more of a transition because, you know, they, they're going for to we, – we go against this guy every day, you know, to help us get better. But now they got to see him get more involved on the offensive side as a head coach and stuff like that. So, for me, it wasn't nothing too, nothing too crazy. For me, it was pretty easy. You know, okay, I was like, okay, the defensive coordinator, my defensive coordinator is going to be the head coach, so I know we're keeping the same defense. So, automatically, I was confident, you know. And I, I was, you know, it probably took Coach Allen in the offense more time to kind of adjust, and, you know, and kind of, you know, find that common ground and that um, relation just because he had been on the defensive side for so long and didn't really have any interactions with the offensive side besides practice. So, I, I mean, that was probably more, more who had to, um, you know, kind of get used to that transition more than for, for us on the defensive side. We was like, our, hey, our D coordinator head coach now, so let's, let's, let's do it. Let's get right. We know what he want to do. We know what he's going to bring to the program. We know which direction he wants to go, so let's do it. So, we was – defensively, we was committed to Coach Allen. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of a standard question, but – a good one. Um, what was your pregame routine before every game? Oh, my – so, yeah, my pregame routine. So, before every game um, – so, we start at the hotel. Usually before the game, I don't eat too much. I eat – you know, I eat like a little bit – I might eat like a little bit of spaghetti or a little bit of eggs and potatoes, depending on what time we're playing. It just depends. I eat a little bit. You know, I got my headphones on, so I come to the stadium. First thing I do when I get to the stadium is – well, first, actually, first at the hotel before we even get on the bus, um, I've rolled out, I've um, gotten stretched, um, and I've done a few other little warm-up things that I like to do on game day. So then afterwards, after we eat, we come to the station, I come back to the training room, I get stretched again, um, you know, I, I roll out one more time just, you know, just to get loose, all this, you know. And then, you know, I always um, – Chelsea, one of our um, trainers for Indiana, that's who I always went to for all my, you know, my medical stuff. So, you know, she she gave me a little hype talk. We, you know, we get hyped together real quick. Then I go back and um, kind of just, you know, I'll be in my own zone just kind of thinking and stuff like that. I got dressed real, real slow. I took my time always. I was always taking my time. I never liked being rushed. That's why I always started getting ready at the hotel. But, I mean, other than that, I just gradually, you know, really it just kind of just – I really, really that was my schedule. I just – when I got there, I go to the training room, get stretched, get taped, um, and, you know, kind of get, you know, write all of my stuff on my wrist and whatever I needed on my, on my arms and stuff like that, you know, see what, see the atmosphere of the locker room. You know, I was more of a in the zone kind of guy. I don't, I don't do a lot of, you know, dancing and crazy stuff before the game. I, I like, I kind of like say that for after the game or maybe during the game, if, if I get that hype, but really I was more of a chill, you know, chill, mellow, you know, I'm, I'm ready for war. I'm ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know if you, you heard me. I got cut off. I lost connection during my question. Um, I was talking about how Tom Allen's energy, you've, we've seen his. What, uh, what kind of players on the team when you were there kind of radiated that same energy that um, maybe Tom Allen couldn't on the field when in the middle of a play? What kind of the players were kind of, um, kind of like a hype man like Tom Allen when you were out there? Mid-play. Well, well, you know, like you were saying before you got cut off, Wop, you know, uh, just always, he's just a, a, a bottle of energy. He's like a five-hour energy. You know, that's that's literally what Wop is. So, you know, regardless, you know, Wop, anytime you've seen Wop, you, you'd hear him before you've seen him all the time. You know, he, you know, he's, he always lifted guys up, you know, telling guys, let's go, let's, it's time to go. He's like, okay, you know, you know, embracing, embracing people. You know, WAP was good for that. Um, Thomas Allen, you know, really good for that. He's as soon as you come off the field, he running up to you. You know, what's what you see out there? You good? Um, you know, how's everything? How's your offensive? You know, you know, just you know. And we had a lot of other guys too, just like that. I feel like it was. I feel like we all kind of had um, a piece of Coach Allen's energy, but you know, showed it in a different way. You know, some people 
was, you know, real, real enthusiastic, real um, high energy, you know, couldn't control themselves, jumping around. And then it was other people who was, you know, just as, just as excited, but was able to kind of bring it down to a level to where they wanted to communicate and understand more rather than, you know, get too hype and knock you over. But even from just our sideline, like red shirts or um, people who are doing scout team, their, their energy was so, was always so high that, I mean, it, it's, you can't, it's hard to really single out specific people because it was most, it was multiple people who kind of kept that energy on the sideline going. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, really just shows the character of Indiana is um, from the coaching staff to the players and everything like that in between just uh, how just aspect the maybe the media are new new people who are watching Indiana will see them um, kind of speaking of that say um, say if you were a recruit in this class and you saw Indiana um, recently ranked 10th in the nation so you have that aspect of a high ranking mm-hmm. but how would you how would you how would you feel about Indiana with just their culture and their higher ranking that maybe um, you didn't really get to see when you were a recruit? How do you think that would have uh, changed your perspective? Or maybe um, how do you think the perspectives of a class of 22 recruit would be watching Indiana? I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I I committed and signed without the top 10 ranking and without, you know, this, this, this new culture of excitement and tenacity. So for me right now, if I'm a recruit, oh, I'm in. I'm buying in just like that. You know, I see how much fun these players are having. I see all the all the pictures, the videos they post, and all the other stuff that the media outlets from for Indiana have started to post. That just make it even more exciting. The new uniforms, um, the the new locker room, the 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 game rooms, the the medical, the just the the um, campus itself. I'm I'm beyond excited. You know, if I was to be a recruit right now. Versus when I was, I'm going to Indiana, no doubt. I mean, there's no question for me, you know. Um, and I think a lot. I think a lot of good recruits are seeing that. As I mean, we can see, you know, Tywan Molden, one of them. He's seen it, and he came and he and he helped create more change. So I mean, it's, I think I think going forward, we're going to see a lot more, you know, of these recruits that are, you know, quote unquote, you know, big names in that recruit class. We're going to see a lot more of that coming towards Indiana, just for this, you know this research, uh, this research of Indiana and how we kind of handle things from a media outlet also to on the field and on, on TV. We, we show them, showing them the, the, the production, the fruits of our labor. Well, final question for me, I think. Um, when it, whenever it came draft day uh, and that whole process, was there any teams that actually reached out to you during or before? Uh, yeah. After? Yeah, um, you know, specifically that week, about two days prior to the draft, I had actually talked to the Falcons, and, you know, they were talking about uh, drafting me late or signing me right after. But, I mean, obviously, I mean, things, things fell through, and it got, some things couldn't happen for them or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. So, I mean, you know, and I, there was a few other teams I was in contact with. Um, from my, you know, I played in the, the Tropical Bowl. You know, I talked to a few teams there. You know, I talked to the Chargers. Um, the Browns and um, the Colts was in contact with me a, 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 a nice amount over just over that whole period. I had a few um, exchanges with them, but I mean, overall, I talked to a, you know a few teams, and you know it looked pretty 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 good going forward. But uh, ultimately, I think that pro day cancellation kind of hurt and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. You know, I can't say that I'm hurting because of what happened or not. You know, I feel good going forward with my life and. Uh, I just love I just love watching Indiana football now. It, just, it, it give me more time to watch them, and I, you know I'm excited. You know things things are things are going well, so I I, I can't complain. What are you doing yeah. nowadays? Yeah. Uh, I, right now, you know working. I work with uh, I work with Amazon. You know I do a few things there. Um, you know I'm learning. I got a, I got a good mentor. I'm learning from. You know going forward, just going, I got a few business ideas that I plan to um, spring into action probably in the next uh, few years, few months or so with a few things so um you know right now i'm just um kind of working on you know just learning more growing and um just you know getting my footing out here you know i'm trying to build something great 
for, for me and my family, you know, and, and just my friends too, my, the people that I love, I want to build something that will benefit us and benefit my peoples in a, in a, in a very great way that I can pass down through my kids. So, you know, that's, that's my mindset right now. So I feel, I feel good. Going forward, if the opportunity presents, presents itself either um, with potentially the XFL coming back or NFL maybe starting at maybe a practice squad and working your way up, well, would you consider taking one of those roles or um, what would you think about uh, coming back with football if you had the chance to? Oh, I would most definitely consider taking one of those roles. You know, I'd look it over closely. You know, I still have my agent. Um, but I look, it, I look it over closely, you know, talk with the people around me, like my fiance and my family, just to make sure that we're making, that I'm making the best decision for me and for the people it may affect, you know. So, no, I, it's definitely something that, you know, I've, I've, I've thought about. And it's something I would be willing to, you know, hop back into. And, you know, just depending on the conditions, on the, on, on the, on the nature and the temperature of things at that time. So yeah, that's something I'm definitely open-minded about. Yeah, because uh, T. Gray was able to um, play in the XFL for a little bit. It got shut down, and um, just recently he signed uh, to the Buccaneers practice squad. So, she kind of shows you the progression of how something like that would uh, work with the NFL and going pro from Indiana. Exactly. Yeah. No. Most definitely. You know, T. Gray been a role model for me since I got there. So. You know, I still talk with him a lot, and I still get a lot of good advice from him. So he's someone I stay in contact with, especially throughout a process like this. And he was someone who was in contact with me through the, my whole training process when I was um, training for uh, Pro Day in um, Colorado and everything. So, yeah, definitely someone I look up to. Got to tell him to talk to the coaches about working a deal out with you down okay. in Tampa. Okay, let's get get two for one. Let's get a two for one deal out here, man. I'm already. Hey, I mean, back back in Florida. I mean, I I I see the connections. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I wouldn't be mad at it at all. (laughs) I can see it in a couple of years. The Pro Bowl headliner, uh, former Indiana duo at linebacker. Okay, that'd be too nasty. Yeah, that'd be history right there. Do you have a favorite NFL team? Honestly, just – You said what? Do you have a favorite NFL team? Uh, nah, I don't have a favorite. I was more – I was a LaDainian Thomason fan growing up, so I was I, – I, I've always liked players. You know, I do like teams. I like – um. I like, like I like the Chargers. You know, that's the team that I used to – I grew up, I like the Chargers, and I like – um. Like Baltimore, I like those two teams when I was growing up because I like Ladainian and I like Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. So it's kind of the same. I like Lamar Jackson. And I like uh, I like some of the other players on that team. Marlon Humphrey, you know, a few players. So I, I like I like the Chargers. I like the um the I like the Ravens. No no particular favorite team though. When you were younger, did you uh play any other positions? If even if it's in the little league or high school, or did you just play linebacker? Oh, I, I really – I didn't play linebacker until, like, my junior year of high school. So, I played – yeah, I played quarterback. I played running back. I played receiver, tight end, safety. I played safety mostly was my position um, in high school. And then I got moved to linebacker. And then I ended up getting recruited as a, as a linebacker. Some schools actually recruited me as a, as a nickel and as a safety. You know, I was coming out of, coming out of college. I was, like, 200 pounds, 205. So I actually got recruited to play like safety and nickel at some schools. Yeah. Do you have a if you weren't linebacker or on defense, uh could you see yourself uh playing quarterback for, for a team, dropping dimes down the field? Man, I, I de- with the right coaching, most definitely. Cause I, I I had some I had some pretty decent quarterback coaching in high school where I was able to do a few things pretty well, but no, I, I would have definitely – I would have loved to play quarterback in college. I would have been running the people over as much as I could. <laughs> if you could compare had a trick yourself play to package. a quarterback, who would you it be? What? Who would you be your what? quarterback comparison? I'm trying to think. I'd be like – I'm trying to think. Who's somebody – Who who's a quarterback that just be – that just tucks it and runs somebody over? I'm trying to think. Michael Vick? Tyler Nady of the quarterback, I guess. Yeah, Tyler Nady. <laughs> I would have been Tyler Nady, but with a better arm. 
The real bacon and legs. Okay. Yeah. What was it? Yeah, bacon and legs. Mm-hmm. Him and that Xander. Was a fun duo. That was a good time. That was that was fun for sure. That was when we wore the chrome helmets too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. yeah. We played in that year. Yeah, they, yeah. I love. I loved it. Yeah. That was a good. That was fun. Yeah, that little um, that little one-two duo of Xander and Nady kind of brought a, um, uh, kind of just some swagger to the team with the <laughs> with the um, how they played. I mean, I saw them on ESPN recently. They were doing something on Connor McGregor and his walk, and uh, after he scored a touchdown, uh, he did the Connor McGregor walk, and they put it on ESPN. Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, no, that that was that definitely brought swagger. That was something that was fun, you know. That brought a, um, a different type of um, atmosphere to the team. So I'm glad I'm glad that Coach Wilson did implement something like that. So, what was it like in practice having to guard that? Guard that? I mean, it was it is what it is, you know. It, it wasn't too bad. I mean, they got a few plays here, we got a few plays there, mm-hmm. you know, just. Yeah, it wasn't nothing crazy. And plus, you know, in practice, we ain't trying to kill each other either. So <laughs> it, it wasn't too bad. It, but it, it, was, it was interesting. It was fun. It was like, you don't know who's going to have the ball, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, does anybody have any mi- questions? I got one final one. Um, right now, what advice would you give to the players in this current team? Like, I know we got some big games coming up. What, 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 what advice would you give them, Eric? Uh, I would just tell them, I mean, don't don't think too hard about what you're doing. I would say keep doing what you're doing and critically, critically um, look at yourself on film and ask yourself, did I execute my assignment? Did I do the best that I could every single play that I was in? And if I didn't, that means I got something to work on. It's something I, I, would, I would tell them not to think too much. Just fix what you can fix and then leave everything else alone. But always keep your mindset strong and know that you are always the best when you step out on that field, no matter what, no matter who your opponent is. Carry yourself as the best, and you're going to be the best. Yeah, I mean, closing thoughts similar to that. Indiana's just uh, uh, two wins away from, I mean, basically just one win away from winning the Big Ten East. They can beat Ohio State. They have the Big Ten East pretty much locked up. So exactly. going to those players, seeing that, that's kind of crazy. Um. And that's potentially a playoff spot if you win the Big Ten. So, yeah, no, most definitely. And that you know, that's what my eyes are looking right now. You know, I made a post before the season. I said I got Indiana going undefeated. I ain't, I wasn't playing around. I was dead serious. I've been telling people since January Indiana going undefeated this year. So, I hope these boys just keep proving me right. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, and I, what I've seen, I've seen a lot of like pro Indiana. But I've also seen people who just won't accept Indiana and that they're good now because of their past on maybe not being the best team, maybe being at the bottom of the Big Ten. I've seen people saying that they're overrated, shouldn't be in the top ten. But if you look at their resume and how they've played, they have one of the they arguably have the best defense in the Big Ten. Um they have a top running back receiver core. Uh mm-hmm top five quarterback in the Big Ten Um, and I mean I just don't I don't see I don't see why anyone would discredit Indiana for how they played but I've still seen that a lot keep sleeping on us you can't make everyone happy so I say hey let them say whatever they want to say hey as long as we keep handling business that's all that matters we can't control Mm -hmm. what they think or how they feel but all we can control how we think and how we feel and all we can do is continue to support support Indiana and support the coach, support support the players, and do everything that is pro Indiana. We don't we're not worried about anti Indiana because they gonna see you regardless whenever they team play us. So whenever if their team even can play us, if you know what I mean. So I mean, like I said, it's all about Indiana. I just ignore all the other noise. Yeah, I mean, even with the the betting odds, they had Michigan opening it up as three and a half point favorites, which yeah. <laughs> I I didn't get either because they lost to Michigan State the week before that. So exactly. So hey, Indiana gonna be getting hate no matter how good we is for at least a few more years. So it's yeah. a, it is what it is. As long as like I said, as long as we handling our business and we keep climbing up this ladder, 
I'm, I'm happy. I ain't worried about what everyone else is saying because nine out of ten times, they team probably not even doing as good as Indiana right now. Hey, there's only – I mean, if you look on the rankings, there's only nine other teams better than us. Exactly. So, hey, the proof is in the pudding. So. And, I mean, if you look at those teams, if you look up there, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, that's some good company. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, what someone got to say don't really bother me. They can say whatever. But the, the, the evidence is right there on the paper and it's right there on the TV every time you – um, turn on the turn on the um, TV to Indiana. You're gonna see some great football. So, I mean, the defense has been playing amazing this year. Which, uh, I mean, I I knew we had a good defense last year, uh, but I, I'm I'm proud of how we've been able to step up um, turnover wise. I yep. think we've gotten at least two turnovers in each game. Exactly. Yeah. You got Jay Will. He got he got interception every game. So. Yeah. Um, Michigan, um, Michigan before before um, the Indiana Michigan game, they had thrown zero. Um, they had had zero turnovers, and after the game, they had two. So yeah, <laughs> tell you all you need to know right now. Yeah, and it's the experience too. You know, all these guys they got a year more experience under their belt. So and just like next year, they gonna have another year experience under their belt. So it just it's gonna just continue to get better and better. So this is a golden age for Indiana right now, definitely. And it started. What guys do you see on? Oh. What guys do you see on that on the roster potentially going pro? Who are some of the guys you think would be able to go pro? Um, I mean, uh, next year definitely. Uh, you got Wop. Um, you got you got Peyton Hendershot. You got Stevie, um, Ty Fries. I mean, you got. You got the a multitude of guys. I'm trying to think. Top Rise, Top Rise is a senior. Wap is a senior. Stevie's a junior, but I mean, I mean, who knows what's gonna happen with that? Um, well, I mean, then you got to remember, um, this year doesn't count eligibility-wise, so they're still a senior next year if they decide to come back. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I. I yeah, because of I, I think we got a table of guys that could go play in the NFL from this team, so. I mean, and hey, say even if, even if uh, uh, Stevie Scott goes and takes the ne next step, we got someone right under him, and Samson James, who's going to step up and uh, be able to do just as well as him. That's kind of the next man up mentality that Indiana's uh, instilled. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, even if a big player leaves, yeah, we got we have another one right there that's been waiting for his time to shine. So I don't, I don't, I. The more players we get in the NFL, the better it is for Indiana. So I mean, yeah, I, like I said, I think we can have a multitude of players, just just depending on how the rest of the season goes and things like that. Yeah. Well, what what's the streak that we have right now? How many years, Dina? Oh, I'm not in sure. a row in the NFL. I'm sure we got. I mean, it's got a pretty good streak. I mean, we have, we have I think one. it's seven 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 drafts in a row. We've had someone drafted. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Well, yeah, I mean, let's make it eight. Okay. Well, Raycon, I uh, appreciate you coming on. I uh, appreciate your time. Uh, and go Hoosiers, LEO. Yes, sir. LEO, go Hoosiers. Appreciate y'all for having me, man. Y'all be safe. Yes. Yep. Thank you, too, man. Yes, sir, you too. Have a good night, man. Y'all too.